Hello and welcome to a new episode of Odd Outcomes. Today we will be discussing how disruption creates opportunities for hybrid work practices and also opportunities for us to rethink our values, priorities and relationship to business. Hybrid work will not stand with the universal formula. Everyone will have to find their own ways to become more resilient as simply going back to the office as nothing has changed is no longer an option. We need to think of how to design better spaces, more flexible ways to work together and give ourselves the chance to enjoy work while doing something good for the world around us. Hybrid structures are an option that everyone can experiment with to find out what's suitable to their success. Our guest today, Tabogo, is the CEO of Spectrum Analytics, a bold startup from Botswana who's on a mission to creatively disrupt the status quo and deliver impactful change through digitization while emphasizing on developing a learning culture. Welcome Tabogo and thank you for being here with us today. Before we start, would you like to introduce yourself and the work you do at Spectrum Analytics? I tend to think of myself as an organization lead. It's not for me to bring all the solutions. That also challenges the team to continuously give the best of themselves. So for our company, Spectrum Analytics, it's an innovation studio that goes out there to create magic from the disruption that is happening around us. As a company, we want to then come in and say, hey, you know, it can be challenging. You see the risks, but here are the opportunities. These opportunities, then we can make the best out of them. We do offer organizations maybe consultancy on how to navigate this disruption. But we also build bespoke solutions to help organizations really get started, uh, sustain, and then accelerate that digital transformation journey to get the best out of the technologies. With all these different things, it's all about getting the best out of your data assets. And as a company, that is why we have the model. We say you get your data, we innovate of it so that you can create value as a business. I really love evidence-based decision makers. I've realized it's quite intuitive when you have an engineering background. The power of digitization is able to capture data. The value of digital transformation is really what we are able to do with it and how we make sure we collect more of it to get more insights of it and to allow us to experiment, innovate, exploit emerging opportunities while also maximizing value from what we have been doing before. And then comes something that organizations struggle with in that all models of doing things don't necessarily guarantee success going forward. So in as much as you may be successful now because you have been doing things a certain way, it doesn't guarantee that you will get the same level of success. So we help organizations really think about maximizing value from what is emerging, and that is digital disruption. And for me, digital transformation is really all about that. I want to discuss with you the complexity around hybrid work, how it impacted spectrum culture and the way you interact with your team and the community around. Some people tend to reduce hybrid work to remote work, being able to work from home. And on the surface level, it is about workspaces. But on a deeper level, it's about working processes and the culture that needs to adapt and learn. So how did hybrid work translate into the culture of Spectrum and its long-term development? When we think about hybrid work, we, we really also can discount the culture of people. Like what kind of environment are they from? In this environment, what are the 
biases or fundamental beliefs. Organizations are still quite hierarchical. In such an environment, you find that leaders struggle, micromanagers struggle. People also struggle because they need to rethink of their relevance now to the company. And what I've seen is real struggle precisely because most organizations hadn't digitized enough to remain operational, to remain resilient during lockdowns. That's when things were really, really bad. But now that we are out of lockdowns, we're talking about going back. You're finding that there's a mix. Companies had also to limit the number of people they could have in their offices. I think that's what led to the idea of having a mixed model. For us as a startup, this hit us at a point where we were thinking about, hey, as a team, let's build a learning culture. And normally learning is something that happens through physical interactions, people trying to do things together because they're in the same space. And being in the same space also means that you connect. I think the lack of human connectivity there first is one of the things that I felt. For smaller teams, it's normally easy to get things done because people create bonds. It's something that we talk in terms of business and we talk about bonds. We think, hey, we're not friends, we are here to work, but I can't get the best out of people if I don't understand their motivations, how people think about their own roles. The biggest struggle first, to think about how to continue interactions, how to ensure people learn across distance, virtually and all that. It does take some time before since we discover the gaps that exist amongst us. It's work in progress. I can't say it. there's a marker. You cross this point. You have got now a proper hybrid model in place to allow you to continuously do what you want to do, learn together as a team. It always has to be work in progress. The digital space along digital tools are becoming more embedded in the work structure, sometimes as temporary placeholders for physical interactions, and sometimes as the sole way to do collaborative work. What are some of the tools you are using to bridge in these gaps, and how do you and your team feel about them? Is there like an ideal tool that allowed you all the flexibility you needed in your work? For us, it's been an experiment with tools. Currently now, we're using Microsoft Teams. We then had to learn how to integrate and make sure that work remains visible, progress remains visible, communication remains transparent, and we can update each other. And it's still a struggle because even if we put these tools in place, if there isn't well understood and shared process amongst the people and the same expectations of what has to happen to get work done, any tool will also expose that as well, because then you realize it was never about the tool, but really the culture in place around how people work. For me, that has been like the greatest insight that I found. We then invested in, let's set the culture right. How do we work? How do we also track how we are working? How do we report progress? Because coming to a virtual meeting and then having everyone discuss the same things, where they are and all that. It's not the best use of everyone's time as well. But we can then go to the platform, see progress, and then report on like our success, what we're struggling with and how we believe you know, we can best assist each other to achieve our goals. So it's quite a challenge as we understand some of these tools better. People, they discover something that we need to share it with others. And if something is not working, you're also willing to like let it go. We migrated to like Microsoft Spec because we're using Office 365. 
So it means we have an ecosystem of tools. It doesn't make sense to also have other project management tools on top of that like we did before. If I had to pick one out of the many tools we experimented with at Outcome, it's Miro. The blank canvas and its simplicity allowed us to bring our complex thinking to the table by being able to visualize and experiment in so many ways. But we also have a fondness for metaverse and 3D space, where we can level up our abilities to perform and challenge our limits. No tool can please everyone, and there are likely to be different challenges depending on the organization, the external means and developments, and of course, its general appeal. What kind of challenges you encounter when you think about trying a new tool? Would the metaverse be something you'd like to experiment with in the future? I love more design-oriented interactions with like strictly task-oriented tools. So I really understand why your team would like to use Miro because then there's that flexibility that you're actually doing things and you're in control of what you are curating together in your interactions. The challenge is that some of these tasks can be accomplished across multiple tools. In terms of collaborations and metaverses, it's quite a challenge in itself. I'm hoping that, you know, with, with collaborations, we will converge towards something that allows us to, to showcase what we can do physically together and combine it with what we can do digitally together. The metaverses is interesting, but I'm thinking for an environment like ours. The challenge sometimes is basic. So you can then imagine about the bandwidth needs, all that for us to connect on that level. If you are still struggling with connectivity as we do, becomes a challenge and it's been our reality to be honest as a team i think for all the meetings that we have had there's always been someone who can't connect because of internet challenges you can't copy everything that you know works in other environments and hope it can work in our environment so we really need to think carefully about what we want to do and the resources we have at our disposal and just try to get the best out of that instead of maybe trying to bring in tools and then imposing it on an environment. And from then on, we start thinking there's something wrong with us, but maybe the infrastructure is just not ready to support it. I find your position fascinating and precious as it paints a different picture of how we reassess things pragmatically depending on specific contexts and environments. This has helped me learn more about the challenges that I want to solve and also the challenges I am powerless to even approach. I got to see a very diverse range of personalities and perspectives, a wide spectrum if you may. But I'm also sure it has its challenges when it comes to aligning people, especially in asynchronous modes of collaboration when action needs to happen. Tell us a bit more about how Spectrum came to embody a learning culture. I know such fundamental shifts do not happen overnight, and when it comes to conscious business, small changes need to be integrated continuously to repel transition. What is your vision of a learning culture, and in what areas do you think it has the greatest impact? For us, the best thing has been to accommodate mistakes. Over time, people are increasingly getting the idea that, you know, we don't always have all the answers. But maybe the most unfortunate thing we have done with leadership is to assume those who lead us have all the answers. And that is also, you're not challenging people to challenge themselves and to know that they're part of the solution process. If we don't have answers, our shared responsibility to find answers and to create an environment where we all give our best. And for us, that is where why we have put learning as a bedrock of our company, how we're building it, because we recognize that if people interact, 
they don't learn how to get the best out of each other, then someone then needs to create something that attempts to do that. But it's the people who are interacting who can truly achieve that better than anyone who's outside that interaction. As a startup, we were really deliberate from the beginning and it has become part of how we recruit each other. I don't think we do recruitment by the normal way. We just normally have conversations, we find we are aligned. It's at the heart of how we connect and it then becomes easier because if people understand how critical learning is to us getting the best out of each other, even when things are not going right, we, we ask the right question. What can we learn from what didn't go right? It allows us to have conversations that are harder to have because we at work to disagree, you know, so we at work to help each other give our best. We need to learn that, get the best of each other. I think any company that cannot learn, you would see it in the performance of the people as well, because learning also kind of translates to the other spaces in our lives. Because if I'm growing and enjoying what I do, because it allows me to unleash my inner potential, that will translate into other areas of my life. I'll see that I'm adding value. I'll become more kind of fulfilled. And then it starts tying to something that is my own purpose. Without that, if I go to work just because I'm there for the money and it's not tying to my purpose, over time, people are quitting jobs right now, like in high numbers, because these jobs are not satisfying them. Plus, the learning thing has also been that purpose that we share with the people that we bring in on board kind of simplifies things a bit, but it's a harder thing in an environment like ours where really learning is not explicitly understood. People think learning happens only in school. Post school, people think I've graduated, so now it's time for me to go out there, get paid. For us as a startup, we better be digital ready and be digital ready then Natively learning because the digital solutions that we want to build require us to continuously refresh our skills. That means we need to be learning all the time because innovation is always ongoing. And if we are not learning, it means we are going to stagnate. So it's going to affect our own existence as well. Even hybrid work, it's like an experiment if you are looking to learn. As long as people are open to learning, it offers space for continuous improvement. That, for me, is like the primary thing to look out for. It never stops. It should never stop. I think the reason people struggle with hybrid work is because it weighs a lot on the individual and the possibility to have a complex lifestyle. We have a complex relationship to work, and it's time to rethink if we are actually good at balancing work and life. What do you think is the issue that makes us so slow and causes friction when it comes to determining better ways to approach hybrid work? Some problems show something that is really interesting that maybe we are not discussing. Because I have one life. How do I find harmony between the time I spend at work and the time I'm outside work? I think we are not talking about the one life and making harmony being about that. We're trying to say there are two lives that need to harmonize, and it will never work. It's just a mental model that I feel is broken, because in the end, all this relies on a single life, life energy from one person, and this person chooses to do that and that, and these two things, if they're conflicting, we can't reconcile them outside reconciling the individual themselves. I think 
in there lies something about flexibility that we also need to bring into the conversation. When I'm in office, I can come sit down eight to five, whether I've been adding value or not into different whole games. I think it's something that you can't have a single one answer, like one solution fitting every different kind of scenario. I would rather be allowed to give my best at any time than to be told these are the strict hours that you have to be work. I don't know about other people, but I cannot tend to deliver more around that because I don't think value lies in the number of hours. What would take someone who's a novice three hours to do, with experience, it can take one hour to do. So then where is the value there? Is it in the hour or in the output? Should we be tracking hours? What should we be looking at? I don't have all the answers, but I just think that no matter what we do, it's always going to be experimentation. If we reach a dead end, we should also be flexible enough to admit we have hit a dead end. I'd rather remain open to experimentation, remain open to admitting things that are not going right. When we are curious about something and we want to do it very well, that curiosity then becomes fear. I think that's the missing link in maybe the old model of how we were working. People didn't realize that the employees need to feel like they're trusted to do it. And now when we're at a distance, we discover our dissatisfactions. Now we have time to reflect. Then we put on organizations that are not giving us that sense to continuously discover better ways of doing things. Because it's about that. It's not about staying loyal to ideas because they came from the top guy. When I watch organizations that stagnate, people then started like thinking it's one person's responsibility to bring results. And then everyone becomes a follower. Over time, the entire thing becomes about personalities instead of being about results and the best ways of getting results. I think you're right. We are prone to habit and try to seek comfort in routine, but hybrid work overrides our sense of stability. People need to be bold and keener on taking initiative to speak up and embrace uncertainty. So my last question to you is, how do you as a leader encourage that? Is there any structure or system of reference that your team can relate to so it doesn't feel like reinventing the wheel every time they come together? This comfort is fundamentally there all the time. We are looking at the world through our frame. It means things are predictable. The world is volatile. But you are right in that it cannot just be left to the extreme to be, oh, everyone needs to be really comfortable with this. You kind of need to put some basic structure in place around how you measure results without perhaps maybe prescribing how they should work. I find that having a setting maybe goals helps. It gives better kind of results and it also allows people to own their roles. Because you can't hire people and then in the end, be the one who's telling them how to do their best. I don't find much sense in that. But you can set the goals because we all come to work on the shared objectives. So if the shared objectives are clear and everyone understands what the goal is, then it should eventually over time become easier for people to own up the role and also define how to execute their own responsibilities so that we achieve our shared goals. You want people to connect and be able to give their best wherever they are. And for me, that is what drives the, the, the hybrid kind of 
model or the need for that because if we can't be in the same place for whatever reason it doesn't mean that i shouldn't be able to contribute from wherever i am so how do we then power people to be able to collaborate across distance power people to be able to give their best even when they're not physically in the same place. But I think for me, if you frame, that is the fundamental problem that we're trying to solve. Once we have figured out the way to like make sure we have continuity and we, we deliver into our best day, then the, the last question has to be, which tool can best enable us to achieve that? But I think like you were saying, sometimes we start with the tech and then we try to build everything on top of it. It becomes a more complex problem. It then doesn't become a business problem. It becomes a technology problem. But fundamentally, hybrid work is just a business problem. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Odd Outcomes. This has really been insightful and humbling. I hope to see what comes next and how Spectrum Analytics will grow. Our vision on hybrid work is to embed a systemic thinking inside companies to cultivate flexibility. This is just the beginning of a new revolution that disrupts the norms because they no longer withstand the complexity of who we are and what we do. Embracing change and being open to these new opportunities that arise will make companies flourish on multiple levels. Success is not defined solely by profit. It's about the positive impact on communities, environment and the well-being of our teams. We'll continue to build more tools for collaboration to help innovation teams think more critically and have more open conversations to reach better outcomes. Hope you will join us for more episodes as we uncover these amazing pathways to the future.